an unexpected and devastating thing happens. Like in that sappy video on the benefits of sunscreen, you receive a call at 7.32pm on a regular Tuesday night, and the news displaces all the rest in your life. Like a nasty gas, it permeates all corners of your existence, so much so that nothing else seems appropriate to think about or to direct your energy into. That thing is now here. It is large and frightening, hard to look at, and it constantly demands your attention. This was us last week. And at times, it felt and still does impossible to endure. But in parallel with the thing that happened, there was also NYI, a two-week linguistics and cultural studies school that I've been part of since 2010. And the school, professors Polly Gannon and Leah Lowe specifically, offered me two poems that are in conversation with one another. And the poems have been a great deal of support for me. And maybe somebody else out there needs to see them as well. They are at the end of this letter. P.S. Last night, scrolling through the Facebook feed, staring bluntly at the screen, I came across two photographs in a post about someone's mother who passed away at 95. The first picture was a black and white portrait of a young lady standing up straight, with her cheeks blushing, her lips in a charming smile, and her eyes full of eagerness and mischievous curiosity. The second, recent photo portrayed an elderly woman, very small and fragile, very frail, with a kind, gentle face and short gray hair. It was the same person. Struck by the visual contrast, I spent a long time switching between the two photographs offered to me by a Facebook algorithm. I will be a similar woman one day, perhaps. Not guaranteed. But now I'm not her. Most definitely, I look more alike with the first black and white portrait. It is not quite clear to me what to make out of this observation. It has been living with me for about 15 hours so far. I put a winter jacket and go for a walk around Astoria. The sun is shining very bright against the sharp blue sky. I listen to I Am The Spring by Marchiba. The two poems. To the Young Who Want to Die by Gwendolyn Brooks. Sit down, inhale, exhale. The gun will wait. The lake will wait. The tall goal in the small seductive vial will wait, will wait, will wait a week, will wait through April. You do not have to die this certain day. Death 
will abide, will pamper your postponement. I assure you, death will wait. Death has a lot of time. Death can attend to you tomorrow, or next week. Death is just down the street. Its most obliging neighbor can meet you at any moment. You need not die today. Stay here, through pout or pain or peskiness. Stay here. See what the news is going to be tomorrow. Graves grow no green that you can use. Remember, green is your color. You are spring. The second poem. Sorrow is not my name by Ross Gay. After Gwendolyn Brooks. No matter the pool toward brink, no matter the florid deep sleep awaits. There is a time for everything. Look, just this morning, a vulture nodded his red grizzled head at me, and I looked at him, admiring the sickle of his beak. Then the wind kicked up and. After arranging that good suit of feathers, he up, and took off. Just like that, and to boot, there are on this planet alone something like two million naturally occurring sweet things, some with names so generous as to kick the steel out、uh, from my knees: agave, persimmon, stickball. The purple ochre I bought for two bucks at the market. Think of that. The long night, the skeleton in the mirror, the man behind me on the bus taking notes. Yeah, yeah. But look. My niece is running through a field, calling my name. My neighbor seems like an angel. And at the end of my block is a basketball court. I remember. My color is green. I am spring. For Walter Aikens. Thank you, everyone.